T.A., we are live. And yes, I know. I'm the only one here right now. It's unfortunate, but uh, certain circumstances have us to where I am going solo tonight. But it's okay because we have some big news. We have a trivia giveaway with some free merch on the line. And we have a very special guest uh, that I'm excited to bring on. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a great show. And of course, we're going to recap all things LSU. We're going to discuss LSU versus Arkansas uh, and how in dominant fashion the baseball team was able to get the series win on Saturday. Then, of course, Sunday with the girls coming out and dominating Miami. We're going to recap all of those things uh, as soon as we get through the big news and the trivia and all those good things. So. If you are on Twitter, you need to switch over. You need to switch over to Facebook. You need to switch over to YouTube. Whichever one you can, you need to switch over so that you can send your answers for the trivia question. I don't don't know if it's necessarily trivia, but it's a question that I will give you hints to, and then you will therefore answer. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, I do want to start off the show uh, kind of on a down note, but uh, some things that need to be addressed uh, definitely our thoughts and prayers go out to Nashville uh, and everything that has happened here recently. As all of y'all know about the shooting and everything, our hearts uh, uh, are burdened for them. Our, our thoughts and prayers go out to them for sure. But also, uh, for those that didn't know, there was a tornado uh, near us in Amory, Mississippi. We actually have a lot of family that lives uh, in Amory, a lot of uh, my mom's side of the family that lives there. And my sister was actually there when the tornado happened. Uh, Her and her boyfriend were both there when the tornado came through. And praise God, all of uh, our side of the family was able to get to safety, was able to get into uh, storm shelters and and ride it out. And they were all safe. So praise God for that. Um, But thoughts and prayers uh, to all those in Amory, thoughts and prayers to all the hurting families that are in Nashville. Now, to move on, without further ado, we have a special, special guest tonight. Maybe I should call, I don't know if I should call him a big guest because not necessarily a big guest, but a little guest. Simon, why don't you go ahead and bring him on? We got a special guest. Come on, bud. Come on, bud. We got a little man here tonight, Zeke. <laughs> now, for those of joining the show uh, for the first time, this is Zeke. This is Tigers Avenue baby number one. Okay, now he is visiting with us uh, and staying the night with us because there's some big news. Zeke, can you tell the audience what the big news is? 
I'm having a baby brother. Say it louder. I'm having a baby brother. He's having a baby brother. Baby brother is on the way. Therefore, that is why Reagan uh, is not here. He is with his lovely wife, McKenna, and they are, as we speak, either headed to or there now at the hospital getting ready to introduce Tigers Avenue baby number two into the world. And we are so excited about that. And that will lead us into our trivia question. Zeke, can you say, love all you guys, go Tigers. Love all you guys, go Tigers. All right, all right. Y'all give Zeke a round of applause. Awesome job. We love having Zeke. I love having Zeke here. Uh, I mean, he's my nephew. You gotta, you gotta love nephew. It's great to uh, get to play with him and hang out with him. Um, hey, Zeke. Do you see? Do you see the outfit that's on the door in there? Why don't you go get it for me? Go get it for me. Go bring it to me. You see it in there? It's hanging on the door. I gotta show y'all what I got coming for uh, baby number two. Now that leads us into our trivia question. It's not really trivia. It's really just a question. I'm gonna give you two hints. Two hints for y'all to guess this. There we go. Go, go. go ahead and bring it. And look what we got. Look what we got. Go ahead and show them, Zeke. Bring it. Bring it on here. Turn it around. Bring it over here. Come over here. There you go. Bring it on here. Show it on there. You show it. There we go. There we go. Tigers Avenue, baby. Let's go. LSU. Obviously, I mean Reagan. Reagan wouldn't bring a a new uh, child into the world without raising them up right. I mean, come on. So that brings us into our next question, our trivia question, whatever you want to call it. Can y'all guess the baby's first and middle name? Zeke, don't say anything. We're not going to tell him. All right, Simon, you can go ahead and take Zeke. Zeke, Zeke, give him one last wave. Goodbye. Zeke uh, is going to play video games. He wants to He wants to go. He wants to to go. play video games with Uncle Cy. So that's what he's going to go do. All right, bye. Love you, bud. <laughs> you got to love kids. Um, So that brings us to the question. First and middle name, okay? I'm going to give you one hint for each. One hint for the first name and one hint for the middle name. Okay. All right. Now this is y'all's chance to win some free Tigers Avenue merch. And if you haven't checked out our Tigers Avenue merch, don't worry. You can go and check it out at tigersavenue.com. Just click the merch tab. It'll take you there. But then also um, I will show, uh, and our, when we take our commercial break, you'll see some things that we have Tigers Avenue merch. Cause you may not be knowing what you want. Cause you can literally select anything. If you guess, if you guess, and, and Reagan is in here now joining us. So, uh, Reagan, congrats, bro. Uh, are y'all at the hospital? Are y'all there now? What What's going on? Give us the update. We've got so many viewers watching. It's awesome to have uh, all these viewers in here. Uh, we already got some names coming in. Okay, so hint number one. Hint number one for the first name. This is for the first name. Now, if you guess the first name correct, we will send you one free merchandise item of your selection. Of your selection. You'll just go to tigersavenue.com, go to the merch tab, and select what you want. If you guess both the first and the middle name correct, then you'll get two items free from the Tigers Avenue merch store. So, first hint. This is in regards to a professional sports player. Okay? First name is the same name as a professional sports player, a current professional Sports player, and it is one of the three major sports: football, basketball, baseball. Okay, all right. 
maybe maybe we should limit it a little bit. I, okay, I'll I'll limit it down. We're limiting it down to football and basketball. Okay, all right. First name is from a current professional player that plays on a team in football, pro football, or pro basketball. And I will say they are a very, very well-known player in their organization and in their sport. Okay, that's first guess. All right, second guess, or second hand, I should say, for the middle name is that it is a Bible name. It's a Bible name, and I got to read this uh, as Reagan sent it to me. All right, this is the man, a man in the Bible, that wrote about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So the first person to get one of those names correct or both, you get some free merch and I'll hit you up. Now, we will not share the answers until later because uh, I'm going to allow Reagan on the next show to introduce to us the new baby boy. Uh, it is a boy. I guess I should say that. It is a boy. Uh, they are welcoming a new baby boy into the world. So, again, first hint. The first name relates to, it is the same name as a professional sports player in either pro basketball or pro football. Guess one of the two. All right. Middle name is based off of a Bible character name. And it is also the man that wrote about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So y'all send me your guesses. Uh, Adam B. said, how many guesses do I get? You get as many as you want. As many as you want. We're trying to give away some free merch, y'all. We're trying to give away some free merch. So if you can correctly guess both names, then you are the outright winner, period, period. Even if somebody just guessed one of the names correctly, if you if you guess both names, you are the outright winner. The first one to send me uh, both correct, you're the outright winner. But if you send us uh, the correct middle name or first name and nobody else gets it correctly, uh, then we will send you some free merch as well. So congratulations to Reagan and McKenna welcoming a new baby boy into the world. Uh, we're so excited uh, about it to get to have. An, I'm so excited to, get to have another nephew. I'm so excited that Zeke gets to have a baby brother to get to play with. And then obviously we're going to raise him up, right? It's going to be an LSU fan, right, Reagan? So we're super excited about that. But that's the big news. Chance to win some free merch. So y'all go ahead and keep sending in your answers. I see some really good answers in here. Maybe a correct one. I'm not going to spoil it. Maybe there's a correct one in here. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but let's go ahead and let's get into the news for tonight because we have some awesome things to recap from this weekend in the world of LSU sports. I'm so excited to get to talk about LSU baseball. So excited to get to talk about uh, women's basketball because both teams came out this weekend and dominated and just performed uh, amazingly. It was awesome to get to watch on Saturday, the baseball team go and do exactly what we know they can do, which is compete at the highest level and beat down some of the best teams in college baseball, and that is exactly what they did on Saturday. So we don't really have to recap Friday because we did that on Friday uh, during our show. Obviously, Friday was disappointing. Uh, I, I don't think we need to really rehash that. It was disappointing. We, you know, we're right there. We had the opportunity to 
potentially have a series sweep over the number five team in the country and a team who, in my opinion, may very well be the second best team in the SEC. It's arguable. I mean, obviously you got Tennessee and obviously you got South Carolina, Florida, Vanderbilt. But listen, when Arkansas is completely healthy, man, that's a team that could potentially be the second best team in the SEC. Obviously, LSU is the best team in the SEC. That's that's not really debatable. But um, you went up against arguably the second best team in the SEC, and you completely dominated on Saturday. Friday was disappointing. I was upset. A lot of LSU fans were upset for multiple reasons. The, the base error blunders, um, the not able to hit in situational ABs, uh, Obviously, the, the bullpen uh, was was faltering, obviously, there near the end of the game and gave up eight runs in the 10th. There was a lot of things not to like about Friday, but everything that was not to like about Friday was all made up for on Saturday with a run rule on Saturday's game one and then a almost a run rule in Saturday game two. So I want to look at, just really some players and some key things that have been dis- already discussed and talked about, but some things that, that we want to discuss and talk about as well. First off, game one of the doubleheader. What a massive, massive job by Ty Floyd. We we mentioned it last week. He didn't have a good outing. Uh, it, it wasn't good. And, and going into this series, me and Reagan discussed how important it was to be able to get an extended outing from both your Saturday and your Sunday guys. And Ty Floyd went out and did that. It was extremely shaky the first three innings. He gave up the two-run homer in the first inning. And then he had to battle in the second, and he had to battle in the third. But he finally settled in. He pitched over 100 pitches, and he gave you seven and a third. I mean, what more can you ask for from Ty Floyd uh, especially considering the outing they had last week. And I don't know if a lot of y'all saw it, but Paul Skeens and Ty Floyd referenced the humidity that was happening on the weekend. It, w- it was difficult to deal with. The, the p- Paul Skeens and Ty Floyd referenced it, that it made it a little bit more difficult to pitch. And I'm sure Thatcher Heard was the same. But Ty Floyd went out there and he battled. He gave you exactly what you needed. I, and I got to be honest. I did not think he was going to make it that far at all. I thought it was going to be a, you know, three and a third, maybe just three innings that he would be able to give you, and then it would be done. So for him to go out, and, and I mean, you know, when he come out in the fifth, me and Ray are like, this is exactly what we needed. And then he comes back out in the sixth, and we're like, holy cow, he's staying out there. And he gets you out of the inning, scratchless. And then he comes in on the seventh and gets the first out. It was perfect. It was so well executed by Jay Johnson and Wes Johnson um, to have the confidence in him and to be able to leave him in there and believe that he would be able to work around that and, and calm down. And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, to be honest, that's probably why you saw a little bit of what happened on Sunday with Thatcher Hurd. I know there were some people that were extremely frustrated with, you know, how long Hurd was left in there and whether or not he should have been pulled earlier. But because of what happened with Ty Floyd on game one, that's what I got to believe 
was the mentality going into game two was, okay, he got touched a little. Let's see if he can ride it out the same way Ty Floyd did. And unfortunately, that didn't happen for Thatcher Hurd, but it did for Floyd. And we need to be excited about that because it means that Ty Floyd can go out there and even when he is struggling a little bit with his command because he was a, li a little bit on Saturday morning, and even when he gets touched a little bit, he can still settle down and give you a really, really good outing. And that's exactly what he did. I think the story of this weekend is definitely the pitching. I mean, the offense, we'll, we'll discuss that. But the story of this weekend is the phenomenal job that Ty Floyd did on game one Saturday. And then, of course, game two, Garrett Edwards. And we'll, we'll get into that. Game one, just amazing job by the offense. I don't even... I'm not even going to recap it a whole lot because they just they came out and they did what they're supposed to do. Uh, I mean, I believe it was was a game. It might have been game two, but I mean, Dylan Cruz had a home run in each game of the series. He continues to be phenomenal. Um, you know, Tommy White had a rough, rough day on Friday, as all of y'all have seen already. Texted Jay Johnson that night. I was like, Coach, I'm going to get it fixed. Don't worry, I'm good. And then comes out and have, has a massive day on Saturday in both games. Trey Morgan had a really good outing on Saturday. Uh, arguably, hit, I mean, I think it was his best outing hitting-wise. The biggest thing that I want to note about game one outside of Ty Floyd is the lineup. As y'all know, I have been saying, where's Beloso? Where's Beloso? He's batting over 500. And then you got guys like Jones and Joe Bear who are fully capable and have the power pop and who I believe are really good players and de definitely deserve a look in this lineup and are going to continue to get looks in this design lineup and they're going to continue to get starts in this lineup. But you got a guy in Beloso who's been hitting 500 and has done nothing but good every time you've put him in the lineup or brought him in to pinch hit or whatever. He has gotten on base. He's ran pitch counts up. He has battled when he's gotten down in the count. And he's gotten hits. Oh, and by the way, he's got two home runs in the season. I know it's not a lot. I know it's not Tommy White, Jared Jones, you know, Dylan Cruz, Gavin Dugas type numbers. But he's also giving you pop. Two home runs in the season. So we finally got the me, – me and Reagan have been clamoring. Put Trey back and left and then put Beloso at first or DH, Jones at first or DH. doesn't matter, vice versa. Or you could do just like they did – on, on Saturday and put Joe Bear in left and put uh, Beloso at first, uh, or excuse me, Beloso at DH and then Trey at first, however you want it. If you want Joe Bear in the lineup, you can do that. Put Joe Bear in left, put Trey at first, Beloso DH. If you want Jones in the lineup, put Beloso at first or DH, Jones vice versa, and put Trey Morgan left. And honestly, guys, that in my opinion, that's your best offensive lineup. And look, me and Blake talked about it on his show. He's like, "Why are you? Why would? Why do you want to argue about the lineup when they're twenty and three? Even though you're twenty and three, there's still room for improvement, right? There's always room for improvement. And not only that, but I mean, you see the the stats that he's putting up, and you you can't really argue against it. Like he's gonna give you better abs." where Jones and Joe Bear have struggled striking out, Kay Beloso has struck out one time on the season. Once. One time. 
there's always room for improvement. I don't care if you're undefeated and you're the best team in the country. There's always room for improvement. At this point, we are nitpicking. Am I nitpicking about it? Yeah, 100%. Because you can throw Joe Bear out there. You can throw Jones out there. You can throw Napolt, Paxton Kling. Doesn't matter. This offense is still going to put up points. Doesn't matter. But in my opinion, the best offense that LSU can put on the field is with Beloso in the lineup. It's with Beloso in the lineup because he gets on base. He puts the ball in play. He sacrificed on on uh in, in game two. He he had a, he went three for three with the sacrifice, and I, well, I think he went three for four with the sacrifice, and then I think he had a ground out or something. I think he had a ground out to shorter second. Like, there's always room for improvement. Um, now, is there going to be a time when Beloso slacks and hits a slump? Yes, obviously. There's going to be a time when when I mean, all hitters go through a slump, unless you're Dylan Cruz, right? But hitters are going to go through slumps. So am I saying that Beloso is the answer every single time you take you take uh, the field? No. But right now, he is proving to you that he does not need to be left out of this lineup. Now, in midweeks, do you want to tinker with it a little bit? And do you want to try to, you know, put Joe Bear or Kling or, you know, and as I said on Blake's show, the argument to me is not, is it Beloso over Jones or Joe Bear? The argument to me is, is it Jones or Joe Bear? It's not Beloso over one of those two. Is it, it's those two competing against one another because those two guys are virtually the same thing. They're both hit or miss. They're going to hit a home run or they're going to strike out. Now, I know that's that's exaggerating some because obviously they're not, you know, they're, that's not all that they're doing. They're not just hitting home runs or just striking out. That's exaggerating, but, that is the majority of what they do. If you go look at go, you can go on lcsports.net.com. Go to the baseball stats right now. Jared Jones has struck out thirty plus times on the season. Brain Bear has struck out struck out. The last time I looked, it was like fifteen strikeouts, and that was before Game Two and Game Three of the series. So, to me, it's not a matter of arguing because hey, they're twenty and three. And the offense is really freaking good. The argument is, how do we maximize our offense? No matter what. Is there room for improvement? Yes, always. And for me, that's leaving NK Beloso until he shows you otherwise. Until he shows you otherwise. Uh, Let's look at some comments and then we'll begin to break down game two here shortly. Uh, Reagan said, when Floyd and Hurd can land their breaking balls for strikes, this stuff is really good. 100%. 100%. Right now, you know, Hurd has been struggling with landing his breaking ball. And that's what's got him in trouble. Look, guys, he leads your team in walks. And if you look at the stats from UCLA, that's something he struggled with. He struggled with walks. And he is continuing to do so here at LSU. Now, I have confidence in Wes Johnson and Jay Johnson to get that corrected. Um, I mean, Let's. Th- it wasn't that long ago that Herb was going out against Texas and completely dominating hitters. So I have to believe, you know, in the same way that unless unless you're Paul Skeens, in the same way that hitters have slumps, pitchers at times have slumps too. Christian Little's in a slump right now. I wonder if it's a confidence thing. I don't know, but we've seen him. We're at the beginning of the season. He was. 
He was really good. I mean, how many times did I come on here? Did Raiden come on here? Did Blake come on his show? Did did Demui come on his podcast? And we discussed how awesome Christian Little was. Because he was great at the beginning of the season. And the last two times he's come out, hasn't been his best. Can he work out of that? We'll see. Reagan said Hurd needs to do some work when he has to pitch from the stretch. Uh, agree. Agree. And it, it was crazy because he looked so good those first two innings to start. You get you go one, two, one, two in inning number one and inning number two. And he just couldn't buy that third strikeout. He just couldn't put him away. There's definitely room to improve. There's always room to improve. Ryan says, do you think that Hurd still has back issues? Uh, I do two days out of when cold fronts move in. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's another thing we have to consider. How how much is, you know, is, is Thatcher Hurd completely 100% or is he still battling with his back injury? I don't know. Adam B, 20 and 3 realistically should be 22 and 1. Exactly. There's always room for improvement. You know, if Beloso, if Joe Bear, if Paxton Kling, if, you know, you name it, the players that have been performing well, you know, if they're in those lineups, you know, do you get a clutch hit or two in those games that, you know, pull you within closer or win you the game? We don't know. We don't know. But it's definitely something uh, to discuss. Reagan said, to me, it's about maximizing offense while also, ha also having elite defense. I think every team in the nation wants to do that. Correct. Um, and, I mean, Trey defensively, I mean, Trey's going to be in there. So whether he's in left field or whether he's in at first, it's going to be elite. I mean, you saw what he did in left field in game one. He made a diving catch on the line to save, uh, you know, a two, potentially three bagger. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. You can stick him left, stick him at first. It don't matter. He's going to be elite. And Jared Jones and Kay Beloso are very capable at first base. I mean, is Kay the better defender there? Maybe. Uh, I mean, Jay Johnson obviously had enough trust in him to put him there um, at first. So over Jared Jones, uh, uh, there's been a couple times that they, they've had the opportunity to put Jared over K. Beloso and still have both of them in the lineup, and they've put K. Beloso over Jared Jones at first. So is Cade a better defensive option there at first? It's debatable, but Jared Jones has looked good too at first. So either way, I, I'm with Reagan completely. Maximize, maximize the offense while also having elite defense. That's a great way to put it. Uh, Reagan also said Trey just needs to uh, needs a clone and play left field and first base at the same time because he's the best option at both defensively. Obviously, you know, if we're in a day and age of, you know, cloning people, that'd be perfect. But, you know, I guess we'll have to wait a little bit longer until the future. Uh, Carl Dunn also said congrats, uh, Reagan. I'm sure we've got a lot more of those in here. Let's see. Oh, we've got so many answers in here. Uh, maybe a right one. We'll see. Uh, Ryan said, congrats, Reagan. A A Adam B said, congrats. Uh, Reagan did update us, headed to the hospital soon. So y'all pray for them as they are uh, getting close. Uh, Leslie Dupree said, congrats, Reagan and his wife. Doug knows, congrats. Tyler Townsend, congrats. JP's in here with us, shouting out Zeke. Um, Justin Broussard is in here with us. What's up, Justin? 
Uh, great, great turnout tonight. Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all. I really do appreciate y'all uh, coming in the show and supporting Reagans and McKenna, of course, having the new baby. Um, just really appreciate that. Uh, excited to get to announce the winner. I will DM you. I do see a winner in here. I will not say who, but I will DM you because we don't want to give away the name just yet. We're going to hold off. We're going to hold off. And then hopefully on Friday, Reagan will be able to uh, be on the show and we will be able to meet uh, the new baby boy. So game one, you run rule them. Fantastic way to respond after losing a heartbreaker on Friday and then win that game on Saturday by run rule. Sunday, guys, listen, I was so hyped. Uh, not the Sunday, but Saturday game two, 630. I was so hyped for that game because, man, they just kept hit, hitting the ball out. Gavin Dugas hit a home run. Dylan Cruz hit a home run. Tommy White hit two home runs. It just goes to show you how impressive this team can be when they are clicking on all cylinders and offensively because at pitching, you weren't. Thatcher Hurd came out. He did not have a good day. And that's two outings now that he didn't have good outings. Is that a cause for concern? 100%. Is it an issue yet? I don't know. I don't know if it's quite an issue yet. But here's the good news. Another name we've been harping on, Garrett Edwards. We've discussed him even before all this happened in the last two weeks with Garrett Edwards, that Garrett was primed to come out and have a phenomenal season because the velocity had ticked up a whole lot. His command is there. And boy, did he come out on Saturday, game one and game two. He comes in game one, completely shuts it down. And then game two comes out and saves the day and completely shuts down Arkansas. Listen, I tweeted it during the game. Hashtag Garrett for starter. Now, I am not saying whether or not I think that Garrett should be the starter for Sunday and take over Thatcher Hurd's job. But I wanted to throw it out there that it's definitely a thought. It is definitely a thought. And it obviously is in the mind of a lot of LSU fans and LSU media. Because if you saw Saturday after the game, Jay Johnson was asked about it. He was asked if Garrett Edwards could potentially start. And Jay Johnson said, yes, that Garrett Edwards would be looked at to potentially be a starter. Here's my opinion. I think you'll leave him in the bullpen. I think you'll leave him in the bullpen. Because you know what you have in Thatcher Hurd. You know the potential. You know what he did at UCLA. You know what he did against UC, uh, Texas and Butler and Samford. You know what he did against those three teams. And you know that the potential for him to have really good command and that devastating breaking ball with the really good fastball, it's there. It's there. And you know that in a situation like you were in on Saturday night, you can have Garrett Edwards to go to or Nate Ackenhausen. Now, Nate Ackenhausen wasn't available this weekend. We don't know all the details of that. I'm assuming it was probably somewhat of an injury. We did find out that Paxton Kling had a small injury. 
this weekend. That's why we didn't see him as much. But it gave guys opportunities to come out and and play and get and get more abs. Beloso got probably more of a chance to get more abs, uh, and he proved it going three for four on Saturday night's game. I think he went one for three or something like that on on uh, the morning game. So listen, it's really impressive what the bullpen did this weekend. Uh, and Garrett Edwards, Griffin Heron came in, gave you some really, really good innings. Um, Justin Broussard mentions that. I could see Griffin Heron as the Sunday starter by midseason. I mean, he's another guy, you know, that you look at and you wonder, you know, because of what he did on on Saturday, do you give him a chance? Reagan, uh, and we're going to throw up a bunch of Reagan's comments because obviously, you know, he is the beloved co-host, so. Uh, Reagan says, leave him. Jay also named, dropped Sammy Dutton in an interview today and said he's got a lot of trust in him. You will see him tomorrow. Yeah. What do you do with Sammy Dutton? We we talked about on the last podcast. There were so many times this season, there's been so many times this season that they put Sammy Dutton in some really difficult situations. And you didn't see him at all in those difficult situations this weekend. Instead, they went to freshmen. I was really surprised on Friday, and I mentioned this in the last podcast, but I'll, I'll say it again. I was really surprised on Friday when you got into a really, really tight ball game. Skeens goes out, and you bring in Chase Shores, who at the time had struggled with command some. They went with a freshman. On Saturday, who did you go to first? You went to Griffin Herring. Uh, well, I mean, technically you went to Garrett Edwards in the first game, but in the second game you went to Griffin Herring, and then you went to Garrett, Garrett Edwards. And Garrett Edwards completely shut it down. So there's a lot of good things to take from this weekend. I thought, you know, Jay, and I want to say this because I feel like I haven't heard this dude's name mentioned that much. He's been just so quiet behind the scene, but has had a pretty good season. Jordan Thompson's had a pretty good season. And batting-wise, he had a good weekend. He had a really good weekend. He had He had the double off the wall that was almost a home run. He got several other hits on the weekend. And then he just continues defensively to show why he is arguably the best shortstop in the SEC. I mean, the ball that he had to field to his left that that had made it into the grass, it was hit up the middle, made it into the grass, gloved it, 360, throws an abs. It wasn't like one of those like, like floater type, you know, throws where it, it, he's trying to just kind of get it there for accuracy. No, he hummed it with accuracy, and was able to get the runner out. Just amazing job that Jordan Tom. I just feel like, I mean, you know the, the, the usual suspects. Dylan Cruz, Tommy White. I don't have to talk about them because they talk for themselves. Dylan Cruz has continues to be phenomenal. He is the best player in college baseball, hands down. Do not come at me with any other – and that's not LSU bias. That is just fact. Go look at that. Go look at the numbers. Go look at the uh, the MLB scouts that what they're saying about him. Go look at the the college baseball analysts what they're saying about him. Dylan Cruz is the best college baseball player, period. This season for sure. And me and Reagan, look, we were discussing it the other night on Saturday. He, he and look, and you had a lot of people that were coming to our to our aid. On Twitter, he is probably the best LSU baseball player 
in LSU baseball history. I mean, you got you, you know you got names up there like Alex Bregman, Mikey Matuk, Aaron Nola, Ray Frimes. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. But listen, guys, Dylan Cruz. He's the best LSU baseball player in base in LSU baseball history. And he's going to continue to prove that this season. So Tommy White continues to have phenomenal ABs. I don't know if y'all noticed this, but when Tommy gets down into when he gets down on the count, when he gets down to two strikes, he changes his position in the batter's box. He kind of squats, gets down low, changes the batter's box. And man, is he good when he because he man, he battles. He battles. He gives you so many babies. Same with K Beloso, man. Those guys, if they get down the count, they are not out of it. They are not out of it. They continue to give you phenomenal ABs. Gavin Dugas. I mean, he didn't have a great weekend. He went two for ten, I think. But both both of his hits were homers. I mean, these these guys, you know, Dylan Cruz, Trey Moore, I don't have to talk about them, but Jordan Thompson, phenomenal. Look, and I know Josh Pearson didn't have a great weekend, but he continues to to show you why he's he's back in the lineup. I mean, we we never talked about him in in the, in the pre conference, and and now he's a, he's their everyday starter in right or left field. It's just it's in, it's it's insane what this baseball team is doing right now. And I tweeted it on Saturday night. LSU is the best team in the country. They are. They are. I mean, they're the best team in the country when. When the offense is doing what they can, what they're capable of, and when the pitching is doing what they're capable of, I don't, I don't know if there's any team that can beat them. I just don't, especially offensively. Like I don't know how. I don't know. Now, now listen, Vanderbilt and South Carolina, they're they're making it tough. Uh, they're making you question that for sure. Um, but man, uh, LSU is the best team in the country. I don't, I don't think you argue. Uh, Chris Demui is in here. He says Zach, you flying solo tonight? Yes. Yes, I am. So if you if you go back to the beginning of the show, uh, Chris, we actually announced some big news. Baby, uh, I guess you will say Tigers Avenue, baby number two is on the way. Reagan and McKenna are headed to the hospital, either here soon. Uh, last I checked, they had not left, but they were leaving soon uh, because baby number two is on the way. McKenna is due with a baby boy, and Tigers Avenue, baby number two is will be welcomed to the world within the next, I would say, 48 hours or so. Super excited about that. We also did a giveaway for to guess the name, Demui, since and maybe some others have joined. I'll get I'll kind of reiterate that real quickly and then we'll move on. Um, quick hint, if you are able to guess correctly, first or last name, uh, we're gonna give you send you some free merch. If you guess both correctly, you are the outright winner, period. Hint number one, the first name, first name is a professional, a very well-known professional player that plays in pro basketball or football. I can't just limit it to one. I got I to gotta make it a little difficult on y'all. All right, I got to make it a little difficult on y'all. So the first name is the same name as a very well-known professional Football or basketball player. Okay. The middle name is a biblical name, and it is the man that wrote for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I think I've seen that answer correctly. 
I will say I have seen, I have seen correct answers, but I've yet to see the correct name together. Again, if you guess the correct name first and middle together, you are the outright winner, period. Doesn't matter if anybody else guessed the first name correctly or the middle name correctly. If you guess the first and middle name correctly together, you're the outright winner. So uh, there you go, Demui. Thank you for joining us. So awesome to have Chris on. If y'all have not listened to uh, Chris Demui's 60-foot, 6-inch LSU pod, go listen. I listened to his uh, podcast today. He did the recap of the weekend, which, you know, of course, we're doing that now. But uh, Chris, I'd love to get your uh, thoughts uh, on some, some more thoughts on the weekend. Uh, if you have anything uh, go ahead, send it in. Reagan mentioned this. Uh, I think that decision comes from Nate not being a- available and wanting to have Garrett saved for the double he- header. I agree. I agree. So just overall amazing weekend. You know, Friday there was just – it was disappointing, obviously, as an LSU fan. And I know there was a lot of a melt, a lot of meltdown from the LSU fan base, you know, thinking, you know, we're not the best team in the country, da 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 you know, blah, whatever. But LSU proved on Saturday why they are the number one team in the country and why they're going to be a tough out for whoever you are. It, it, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're ranked number two. It doesn't matter ranked 25. Listen, it's – I'm telling you, LSU, LSU – it's going to be really tough to beat LSU, especially when you have what Paul Skeens is doing on Friday nights. It's just going to be tough. All right, guys. I need to take a quick break. I will go ahead and uh, – for those of you that are competing in the uh, trivia, we will run this promo here, uh, show some things we got in the merch store for your chance to win if you guess the correct name. Uh, and if you do that, you can potentially purchase, not purchase, but get free one of these items. We will send you one of these items for free. Um, so we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back to recap LSU women's basketball and their massive win against Miami in the Elite Eight. Tigers Avenue is proud to announce that we now have TA merchandise. You can find all of our merchandise by heading over to tigersavenue.com and clicking on the merchandise tab. We have everything from t-shirts, hoodies, shorts, joggers, hats, and beanies. We've even got shoes, Converse, and slides. Head over to our accessories tab where you can find blankets, bumper stickers and license plates, magnets and stickers, mugs, bottles, and tumblers, phone cases. You can find tech and office and outdoor products like a mouse pad, a puzzle, a notebook, and more, all at tigersavenue.com. Head on over to TigersAvenue.com today, click the Merchandise tab, and get yours now. guys we are back uh we are back and i i see all kinds of different names flying here in here that's awesome still have yet to see the correct combination 
I'm really hoping somebody can maybe guess the correct combination. Then you get two free items. But if we have to, we'll send one item to somebody that guesses the, the first name correctly and one item to somebody else that guesses the middle name correctly. So, uh, but again, if you put them both correct, first and middle, then you are the outright winner. So let's go ahead and let's discuss LSU Ladies Tigers. I don't even know what I'm saying. LSU <laughs> Tigers Lady Basketball. Women's basketball. Man, I am so, so excited for it, man. Uh, look, I didn't think that – did I have confidence that LSU girls could make it to the Final Four? Yes. Did I think they would make it this far? No. I thought Sweet 16 Elite A was probably their sweet spot, and I was leaning more towards the Elite Eight there because, to be honest with y'all, I thought we would probably end up losing to Utah because Utah had a matchup problem for LSU with Peely, and LSU worked through it, and it, that was an extremely tight battle, close game, and LSU came out on the winning end of things. But listen, I'm excited. I'm super excited for the Final Four. I'm super excited for the Final Four, and I do not want to be a bummer, which I, I don't know if I need to address that now or later. Let me think. I'll address it later. I'll address, let's let's be excited about what happened. So, LSU women's basketball, they beat Utah, which we discussed on Friday. They have to battle Miami in the Elite Eight. And they faced Miami, which, as we talked about on Friday, was a really, really good matchup for LSU. And I will continue to reiterate this because what I'm going to say later on in this segment, y'all won't like, but I'm going to this is a part of it, LSU drew the best bracket that they could, the best part of the bracket in the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament, they drew the best part of the bracket that they could. With the one seed being Indiana, with the two seed being uh, Utah, with Virginia Tech as the one seed on the other side, and now you got Ohio State, and I will continue to check that score. We'll check that score now, in fact. So right now, it is a very tight ball game. Oh, holy cow. It's 47 to 44 with five seconds left. Y'all update me on that game. Virginia Tech is ahead 47 to 45. Ohio State just fouled. Okay, they're shooting free throws again with five seconds to go. Y'all update me on that game. We're about to find out who LSU will be playing in the Final Four. Looks like Virginia Tech might win it. They are shooting free throws now to try and take a four-point lead over Ohio State. So, anyways, listen, y'all, you drew the best, or is it halftime? Is it going to halftime? No. Yes, it's going to halftime. Okay, okay, okay. I'm thinking of men's because, like, in men's, you know, it, it uh, it's only two halves. So second quarter, Virginia Tech leads Ohio State 48 to 45 going into halftime. So that's a very close contested battle. Y'all keep me updated on that score. By the time, I would imagine by the time we're done here, uh, we'll be able to go and watch the second half of that. Look, guys, it was really good to watch the girls come out and and, and really dominate, but there's some things that we need to address. Okay, I'll start off with the positive. Um, biggest positive, obviously, of the night is Angel Reese. 
broke the SEC record. Angel Reese broke the SEC record for 32 double-doubles in a season. And the reason I, I say that kind of agitated is because she wasn't in the top 15 of the Wooden Award finalists. She broke an SEC record with 32 double-doubles on the season. You've played 34 games. She broke an SEC record. And she wasn't a Wooden Award finalist. You're telling me there was 15 girls that were better than Angel Reese in college basketball. Not true. Angel Reese continued to dominate on, on a, two, was it Tuesday? I'm going blank now. Was it Tuesday night? Yeah, Tuesday. No, no, Sunday night. Uh, Angel Reese continued to dominate on Sunday night. And Alexis Morris also had a phenomenal game. I'm just pulling up the box score here. Uh, Alexis Morris had 21 for you. Angel Reese had 13, 18 rebounds on the night. And look, we t- we discussed it. You needed you need to have you need to have step up and guard play, and you didn't really necessarily have that, but you didn't necessarily need it. It was just one of those games where like nobody was hitting shots. I mean, nobody was hitting shots. If you look at so Miami was thirty one point six percent shooting. LSU was 30.2% shooting. Just bad. Bad. Miami was 0 of 15 from the free free throw line. Stupid. LSU was 1 of 12. I said, did I say free throw or three-point? Miami, 0 of 15 from the three-point line. LSU, 1 of 12 from the three-point line. It was just bad. Bad offense all around. But LSU did what they had to do in order to win the game, and that's what matters the most. It doesn't matter how it looks. All that matters at the end of a game is if you have more points than the other opponent, and that's what happened. LSU did what they needed to do. Not pretty at all, and they definitely have some things that they need to clean up before they face Virginia Tech or Ohio State in the Final Four. Because, look, guys, the shooting is bad right now. They're – Shooting 30% is not – you're not going to win a national championship. You you may not win a Final Four game shooting at 30%. You have to take better shots. And I'll say this. Look, we've mentioned it before, but Angel Reese, for how, how good she is, she takes some questionable shots. Some questionable shots. There was a lot of times that there's nothing there and – she just kind of tries to force a layup or force a shot. And how many times have we seen her get the ball near the free throw line and opponents leave her wide open and she takes it and she's missed. And there's been many times she's missed all of it. She's missed everything. Or she just hits the backboard and misses the rim. That's not her shot. She doesn't need to be taking those shots. Can LaDaisio Williams hit them? Yes. Do I believe she can hit them? Yes. But she has proven very recently in the last few games that she can't hit that shot. So she does. She needs to stop taking them. She needs to stop taking them or she needs to try and drive and draw a foul. There's been some questionable shot selections from this team, and that's why you have the shooting percentage that you have. The other thing for me is the free throws. The free throws were bad. They were bad. Not only did you have a, a poor shooting percentage, 
and not only did you miss a lot of layups that you should have made, just just they're just having a having a struggle right now finishing finishing their shots. I'm gonna pull the team stats here, but free throws were bad, guys. Free throws were bad. They were 15 of 26. You were near 50%, a 50% clip at shooting free throws. That's bad. Now you weren't that bad. You were 57. You were at you were at 57, almost 58% shooting free throws. But LSU has got to get better at shooting free throws. And that's been a struggle the last couple of games. You cannot go to the charity strike 26 times. 26 times and only make half of them, a little over half of them. You have got to get better at shooting your free throws. And look, I'm not the only one saying it. Kim Mulkey said it in her in-game interview. She said it herself. She said, I would not want to watch this game. It's terrible offense, and we're missing a lot of free throws. You got to get better. You got to get better at finishing at the rim. You got to get better at making your free throws because you are not going to compete in the Final Four and you're not going to compete in a national for a national championship if your shooting percentage is at thirty percent and your free throw percentage is, at, is near fifty. I know, and, and I know I'm I'm pouring you know I'm pouring water on the fire here because man, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm just so elated with what Kim Mulkey has done with this program and how quickly she's turned around and making it to a Final Four. But the reality is you're ahead of schedule. It's it's phenomenal what they've done. But the reality is you still got a lot of work to do. You still got a lot of work to do. I don't want to da- put a damper on the mood, but if they're going to compete against Virginia Tech and Ohio State in the Final Four, they got to clean those things up before, before they play on Friday. Got to clean them up. But here's the good news. I would much rather be facing Virginia Tech and Ohio State or be on the other side of the bracket and facing Iowa or South Carolina. And here's my opinion, guys. I know as LSU fans, you're not going to like it, but the national championship game is going to be played in the Final Four between South Carolina and Iowa. It is. Those are the two best teams in the country. Right. Right now. I mean, they're the two best teams in the country. Now, am I saying – that LSU can't beat them or Virginia Tech can't beat them or Ohio State can't beat them. Sure they can. It's March Madness. Anything can happen. Do I believe LSU could beat them? Yes. On the right day? Yes. Can LSU go win a national championship this year? Yes. You got to clean these things up in order to do so. You got to. Ryan says the lack of depth. I think the lack of depth plays a part in poor free throw shooting and the lips. Yes, I mean, that's the difference between LSU and these and these other teams in the tournament right now that are left is they have they have very good shooters. They don't miss at the free throw line and they have depth. They have players that can do can do that those exact same things that are sitting on the bench not getting hardly any minutes. And when they do come in, they 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 kill it. So, LSU has to clean some things up on the offensive side. Defensively, I really don't have any complaints. You click in the game before you, you struggled some giving up giving up the three pointer at Michigan game, Utah game. You struggled some giving up giving up the three ball, not guarding the perimeter as well. You didn't have that issue this game. 
They were 0 of 15 from the three-point line. You guarded the perimeter very well. Did they leave some people open? Yes. You're going to have to continue to play really good defense because you're about to be facing some teams that have really good offenses. I mean, I watched Iowa and Louisville last night, and holy cow, Iowa looks unbeatable. And then you go and you watch South Carolina play Maryland, and holy cow, South Carolina looks unbeatable. You're going to have to do some really impressive things to continue to go forward in this NCAA tournament. Do I believe they can do it? Yes. Am I, am I going to be rooting for them to do so? A hundred percent. I'm going to believe my Tigers. I'm going to fight for them, be there for them for the to the bitter end. And maybe that mean maybe that means a loss in the Final Four. Maybe that means a loss in the national championship. I don't know. If that's the case, I'm going to still cheer them on. Shoot, they may go out and win the dang thing. And if they go out and win the let, let me tell y'all this. If LSU goes and wins the national championship, it is massive. It is massive because not only are they way ahead of schedule, not only is Kim Mulkey arguably one of the best, maybe the best women's college basketball coach of all time. I mean, I know Pat Summit and you got Don Staley, you got others. But if Kim Mulkey goes out in year two with this, with this roster and wins the national championship, it is complete credit to her and, and how she has developed this team and what she's done for this program. If they go out and they win the national championship, it will be an upset. It will be a pretty massive upset. If it's if it if South Carolina or Iowa, whoever it is, regardless, they go out and if they win the national championship, it's going to be massive. But first, first they have to get past Virginia Tech or Ohio State. And as we just discussed, Virginia Tech and Ohio State uh, right now are at halftime, and Virginia Tech leads forty-eight to. 45. And as I discussed earlier, LSU drew a perfect bracket. Can you imagine if you were playing Iowa right now in the Final Four or if you had to face South Carolina in the Final Four? Good grief. That that would suck. But LSU has the perfect opportunity to make the national championship, whether it's Ohio State or whether it's Virginia Tech, which, whichever team they play, it's the best opportunity for them to make the national championship. We'll see who it ends up being. Here's what I like about the potential matchups here. You know, if you play Virginia Tech, you're going to play a number one seed. They're a team that was that was ranked ahead of you, that was seeded ahead of you, and you can go out and prove to the world that you're better. You've already gone out and proven to the world that, look, somebody, I think, I can't remember if it was a tweet. It was a tweet. Let me see if I can find it. There was a tweet the other night that discussed, that was, I, I don't remember who it was. I want to say his name was Brian. Let's see if I can find it here on the. I'm about to scroll back a little ways. I'm about to scroll back a little ways. But there was a tweet the other day or a while back that was upset at how LSU had been ranked higher than a, than a few teams. And dude, people were going off on this guy the other night because LSU has passed up a lot of those teams now. There was a lot of teams that got seated higher than them because of the strength of schedule. And we saw Angel Reese go to social media and kind of debuttle that, which was awesome. Let's see if I can find it. 
Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Nope, that's Dylan Cruz take, which is also a terrible take. I don't know if I can find it, guys, but look. Basically, the gist was saying LSU doesn't deserve to be in the top 10. Well, guys, guess what? They're one of the top teams in the country because they're in the Final Four. They're one of the four best teams in the country. So whoever made that take, I can't find. I can't remember what their name was. If if you know who it was, please send it in the group in the in the chat. I'm I'm miss. I couldn't find it. I know I commented on it earlier. But the also thing would be really cool. And Ryan just mentioned it. I was going to get to this. Imagine if Ohio State wins tonight and LSU gets revenge from last year's loss. Ohio State puts you out last year, right? And what was funny was last year Ohio State had Kateri Poole, who pretty much single-handedly put you out with Ohio State. But now, Kateri Poole is on your roster playing for LSU. So, kind of a cool storyline to follow with LSU and potentially Ohio State playing each other. I would, I would, I think I would prefer to see that. Also, they're a lower seed. So, you know, the chance to beat them, you know, just, you know, because of numbers and on paper uh, is better for LSU to face a lower seed. And LSU's kind of had their way with that and in, in facing lower seeds other than the Utah game. You know, they Indiana lost. There's other teams that lost in the bracket that would have been higher seeds that LSU would have had to play. And LSU's kind of been fortunate. So maybe they get fortunate again and they end up playing Ohio State in the Final Four. Either way, what we need to take from Sunday night and what we need to take from LSU making it the Final Four is Kim Mulkey is way ahead of schedule and she is doing everything right right now to make LSU a powerhouse in women's college basketball. I mentioned it on a group message last night, but guys, LSU could seriously be better next year. Guys, you're bringing in the you're bringing in Michaela Williams, who is arguably the number one recruit in the nation coming in. She is going to be the best guard on your roster, freshman to senior. She's going to be the best. She's going to be an incoming fre- incoming freshman, but she's going to be the best guard in your roster. Now you're going to lose Alexis Morris. You're going to lose Ladaisia Williams. But I got to believe, I mean, Samaya Smith had an amazing night the other night. She honestly was the highlight of the night because Angel Reese is going to do what she's going to do. Alexis Morris is going to do what she's going to do. The highlight of Sunday night versus Miami was Samaya Smith. She had a lot of blocks. Let's see if I can go look at her stat, individual stats. Let's see if I can find her individual stats from that game. Samaya Smith put on a show, and the numbers didn't pop. She had six points, five rebounds, 19 minutes. I want to see the blocks. Where's the blocks? She had two blocks. Or is that is that yeah, is that is that just the Miami game? Yes. So the stats didn't pop, but defensively, she played a major role and she affected the game in a big way. LaDaisia Williams didn't have a big night. She put up 24 versus Utah. She didn't she I don't, I don't know how many Ladesia had put up. Let's go see that. Let me go check that real quick. She didn't have a big night. But Samaya Smith stepped in and she played a massive role. And she was a part of the reason that you won the game. Ladesia Williams had four points, guys. A girl that put up 24 in the last game, she had four points. And a reason you won this game was because Samaya Smith. She's going to be another key opponent to next year's team. You got Angel Reese coming back, who is arguably the best player in the SEC after Aaliyah Boston leaves. When Aaliyah Boston leaves, Angel Reese is going to be the best player in, in the SEC. You're going to have the best player in the SEC. You're going to have Smy Smith, who is a up-and-coming freshman, 
who can guard defensively. She's I mean defensively, she is really, really freaking good. And she's probably gonna take that that place of Ladezia Williams at the forward spot, at the four or five spot. You're gonna have Flazay Johnson back, Kateri Poole is gonna be back, and then you're gonna get Michaela Williams, who look, I love Alexis Morris. Love Alexis Morris. Nothing off Alexis Morris. Michaela Williams, but Michaela Williams might be better than Alexis Morris right now. Right now, as a senior in high school, she might be better. Imagine what she's going to be like two, three years from now. Imagine when Angel Reese is a senior. Michaela Williams is, Angel Reese is a senior. Samaya Smith is a sophomore. Let's see, what what is Kateri Poole? I can't remember exactly. She's a sophomore. Uh, Kateri Poole is a senior. Flaje Johnson is a sophomore. I mean, Flaje Johnson, I mean, you're going to have Kateri Poole and Angel Reese for two more years because it's girls. I mean, they're going to they're gonna stay. I, I, I mean, maybe they leave when they're junior, but this team is going to be really, really good. Ryan said Lex isn't consistent. Not, no, she isn't. I mean, to be honest, she isn't completely consistent. But I'm telling y'all, with Michaela Williams on the roster, next year's team is going to be better. They're going to be better. And then I forget the big, I forget the big forward. Uh, she's won a state championship. I'm going blank on the name. So one of y'all send it to me. Maybe Justin can send it in here because I know Justin keeps up with all the recruits. But uh, you're going to be better next year. I promise you. So to be able to make the final four. This season is a massive, massive deal. But listen, guys, I think we need to be realistic some and realize that the two best teams in the nation are South Carolina and Iowa, and they're going to battle it out on Friday in the Final Four. Can LSU beat them? For sure. Anything can happen. But let's 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 uh, get to some comments here, and then we'll wrap up the show here shortly. Just said right now, everything that happens moving forward is Lagna Pay uh, or Lang Yap. I don't know. Y'all help me with that. They have the number one recruiting class coming in, and I'm sure they are going to hammer the portal. This is just the beginning. 100%. 100%. LSU has better athletes, while the other teams are better basketball players. Okay? Okay? I think that's debatable. JP said, if they win the Natty, will you shave your head? No. No. I will not shave my head. I'm not going to make that promise. Uh, I, don't, I don't even want to think about what I would look like bald. Good grief. Oh. Uh, I believe he was. Uh, I don't know exactly what you're talking about there, Justin. Three on three seed. If if Ohio State wins, Lon Yap, Lon, Lon Yap, or is it Lang? Lang. I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, guys. We've gone about. We've gone over about ten minutes, guys. Thank y'all so much. What a great crowd tonight. So many comments as always. Ryan in here. Justin it was good seeing you back with us, man. Uh, next year's team will be better. I t- I'm telling you, telling you. JP obviously joining in here. Appreciate you, JP. Adam, Leslie, Carl, Dunn, uh, Demui came in here. Um, thank y'all so much for joining. What an awesome show tonight. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough to go solo, especially when my guy, uh, little bro's not here to be able to hold it down and lead things. But uh, thank y'all so much for joining us tonight. Uh, y'all pray. Pray for Nashville, pray for Amory, and and for sure pray for Reagan and McKenna as they get ready to welcome uh, their new baby boy into the world. 
Y'all will get to meet him hopefully on Friday. I'm not going to promise it. I'm not going to promise it because, you know, obviously they're going to be just have had a baby. So, so maybe, maybe we'll get to see him on Friday. JP says, Fears Boys podcast tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Yes, guys, listen, we got a lot of viewers tonight. So, want to give a big shout out to my guy, JP, um, guy that works with me. Listen, you want to hear all things sports, go support my guy, JP. Uh, got him helped out and started on their Fears War podcast. They're, they're kind of like us, two bros just wanting to hang out and talk sports. Uh, but they they don't just talk LSU. Y'all know we just talk LSU sports. But they talk all things. Anything big that's happening right now in, in college sports, they're talking about. So they're going to be, I'm sure they're going to be talking March Madness, men's and women's. I don't know. They may have already discussed the world championship in, in, um, in baseball. They may have already done that. Maybe they'll discuss more of that. I don't know. But y'all need to go check that out tomorrow night at 7 p.m. I know I'm going to be doing so. So y'all do me a favor. Go and uh, give JP and his brother a follow. Uh, I think uh, y'all can go find it anywhere. JP, if you will, just drop it in the comments here for everybody. Y'all do me a big favor. I, I appreciate y'all's love and support. Y'all do Because of that, y'all do me a huge favor. Y'all go support JP and his podcast. Give him some love. Go follow him, whatever. He's just now getting started on their podcast. So appreciate them. Guys, thank y'all so much for tonight. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to finish the show. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, guys, we're back to wrap up the show. Justin Broussard, thank you for finding that for me, my bro. The uh, the big forward I was talking about that's coming in for the LSU women's basketball class is Aaliyah Del Rorio. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but that that's that's what I'm reading it as. Aaliyah Del Rorio. She is a 6'5 post player who's number seven overall. Y'all, Kim Mulkey putting in the work. She putting in the work. Appreciate y'all all again. Listen, we will be back Friday. I'm not sure if it'll just be me or if it'll be me and Reagan and a new little one. But either way, we're going to be back Friday. Obviously, the guys, uh, baseball team is playing tomorrow night against Grambling. Looking forward to that. Seeing maybe how Jay Johnson will shake. Let's see if Jay Johnson shakes up the lineup. Let's see who starts. Let's see who gets some uh, innings pitching-wise. Then, of course, Thursday, early weekend, early weekend, uh, series versus Tennessee starts Thursday. So on Friday, we will have to recap the Grambling and the Thursday and the Thursday game versus the Vols. And then we'll have to preview the Saturday Sunday game uh for LSU versus Tennessee. Massive, massive weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I really believe LSU is going to take it. I really do. Uh but we will discuss more of that on Friday. Thank you guys all again for tuning in. And we will catch you next time in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace.